What's up, mi gente? Welcome to episode two of Cambio de Ritmo. I'm your host, Junior. Cambio de Ritmo translates to a change of pace. A Cambio de Ritmo is changing your pace or direction in order to lose a defender. So you can think about going slow, dribbling next to a defender, and then speeding up so that you can take off and lose them. It can also be done the other way. You can be going really fast and then slow down. And one thing we know about in soccer is all you need is the slightest amount of time with the smallest space to make a good pass or take a shot. When I talk to my friends who also play soccer, I love getting into specific details about, you know, plays, the way, you know, their body moves when they do a certain play, techniques that they like to do. I'm really into like the analytical side of the game and these conversations will bring that, but we won't just talk about that and that's where Camilo Ritmo comes into play again. So I like to change the topics up a little bit and I want to find out what these guests are doing on and off the field to improve either their performance on the field or just in their personal life. That can include different interests, hobbies, and just the overall lifestyle in general. I also use the term cambio de ritmo for when we're the defender. Not only is it important in soccer to have a cambio de ritmo when you're on the ball, but it's also really important as a defender to be able to defend cambio de ritmo, right? You can't just assume that because a person is going slow for five yards, they're gonna continue to go slow the whole way. No, you gotta be ready to react to them speeding up, slowing down, going a different direction. And that also plays into the conversations we're gonna have here. We're gonna imagine that life has the ball. They're dribbling against this player, our guest, and we're gonna see how our guests have been able to adjust when life is speeding things up on them, slowing it down, going in completely different directions. For episode number two, I brought Rodolfo Castro Jr. on. Rodolfo is born and raised in San Jose, California. Played club and academy soccer here in the area. Played and got his bachelor's degree from San Jose State University and is now playing for the San Jose Earthquakes. So we're going to dive deep into the specifics of his gameplay and the cambios de ritmo that he's been through throughout his career. Making it to the higher levels in sport is extremely difficult. So for a place where it can't be everyone, cambio de ritmo serves as a reminder that it can be anyone. Rodolfo Castro Jr.'s cambio de ritmo, here we go. And here we are with Rudy Castro Jr. How's it going, Rudy? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we're here at San Jose State University. Yes, sir. The, the place we met. Yeah? You remember yeah. when we met? Yeah. Where was it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was after, after a game in the fall. I don't remember which game, but I remember because you were already at Quakes, mm -hmm. and I know last year. This year, the jersey's more black, right? So yeah. the undersleeve is, is black. Yeah. But last year was blue, and you guys had blue long sleeves and i didn't have one and we trained in blue kids you remember now yeah i remember now what, got, what did you, I ask? you got me in trouble <laughs> <laughs> you asked for uh those uh the blue compression sleeve. i wanted a blue long sleeve yeah yeah did you get it by any chance no. I, I sent it through no, i probably got lost in oh, okay. shipping. <laughs> but uh but yeah it's funny that wasn't actually the first time that i knew about you because about a year over a year ago now mm -hmm. at the quakes combine because earthquakes hosts uh a combine every year yeah. um it's like the mls combine but quakes is the only team watching right yeah and college players some guys that are pro some younger guys like ricky cuevas yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh my God. but i remember so it was last year when i was at uc riverside i came to the combine up here in san jose with oscar panate and polo hernandez mm. and oscar was on your team and i remember after the first game he was like bro i had this one guy Rudy, he scored a hat trick, bro, in the first half. Yeah. I was like, damn, that must be good. Yeah, you remember that comment? Yeah, that was surreal. Like, I came back from Mexico like three days prior to that. I was training, visiting family up there, and then, uh, yeah, like within like the first like 25 minutes, scored a hat trick. Like, every ball was perfectly like aligning into the goal. So it was, it was nice. Nice, nice. Well, 
Ready for this uh, this chat with you? We got our con azúcar coffee. Yes, sir. What'd you get? I got a matcha latte. Matcha latte. I got a vanilla latte. Um, shout out to Con Azúcar Cafe for providing our our coffee this morning. Big shout you drink out. a lot of coffee? Uh, I try not to, but yeah, I do every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, let's get into it. So if you could, uh, you know, give us a little basic info on yourself. Mm, for sure. Your age, hometown. Yeah, so... My name is Rodolfo Castro Jr. I'm born and raised here in San Jose, California. I'm 24. I turn 25 in September. Um, and yeah, I mean, everyone knows me by Rudy, but yeah. And then uh, yeah, you play striker? Yeah, I play striker. I mean, I started off as a 10 growing up, and then they moved me around the front three. Um, my first years at San Jose State, I played left wing or right wing, and then they threw me threw me up on top at the last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was pretty cool. And that's what you're playing right now with the Earthquakes? Yeah, with Quakes too, playing the striker. Nice. Yeah, nice. it's decent. So when did you start playing soccer? When I was four years old, I played one year of futsal first. Uh, so from four to five, I played with this uh, futsal club called Moxa on the east side. That's now currently named Legends. And then after that, I've been playing soccer ever since. Went through a couple teams um like my grandfather's rip his team was uh huracanes um i played with washidashis and the what was it like east bay league <laughs> that was like my very first one um and then went through sporting for a couple years uh i played two years with juventus heat with uh chewy um i think he's at monterey bay now he used to be at oakland roots mm, yeah yeah he Enriquez. yeah there you go um, and then from there, came back to sporting, went through Force Academy. You know, sporting wasn't too happy that I left. And then from there, I had like two years with uh, Force Academy under Sean. And um, after that, uh, I got called up once to a residential camp. It was like two weeks long. It was like last minute thing. And then came back, suffered some injuries. Then I played my last year with Quakes Academy. And then I went through oh, yeah. the junior college path. Shout out to West Valley, one of the best junior colleges. In <laughs> get into that debate. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I transferred to San Jose State. Yeah. San Jose State. And then from there, earthquakes. Mm-hmm. So going back to the beginnings, mm-hmm. who got you into soccer? Yeah, my grandpa. My yeah. grandpa and my dad. Yeah, they're like, they they live it. They played? Uh, my grandpa played, like, I think it was second division in Mexico. And then he came over, and then my dad followed. So my dad never really got to play at high level, but he was, you know, he played high school and he was more into like the new lifestyle here in the u.s mm-hmm. so so you started playing with just the futsal team just the futsal yeah for how long for it was like about six seven months okay yeah just trying to get some basics so futsal for that time yeah and then you joined like a, a soccer team yeah a team I, I, field. yeah i joined washidashis i was like maybe five and a half years old six uh-huh. You have any memories from from those times, futsal, washidashi? Oh yeah, no. I mean, Moxa was, and even Legends is like such a community based program. So like every Friday we were there, it was like the thing to do. We stayed out of trouble, um, and then the washidashi aspect. I remember the first time I showed up, <laughs> we didn't know we had to like get our jerseys like prior to that. So I had to like borrow someone else's jersey, and it was just like so bad. Like it, like it was. I remember the smell of it. I was like, Dad, like I don't want to wear this. I don't want to play. Let's come back next week. Um, but yeah, no, I had a lot of fun. I think the futsal aspect of it helped a lot because I was like, I stood out right away in like in a bigger area. But all the parents, 
<clears throat> and the coaches would always tell me like oh like how are you like rolling the ball with the bottom of your feet like you know a lot of these kids just hit it with their toes or the laces and I'd always like maneuver it with the bottom of my feet so kind of gave me an advantage growing up <clears throat> and then what level was uh washi dashi Oof, this was like wreck it was wreck, like wreck. yeah like boys and girls yeah i think yeah that's pretty cool how long did you play with them that was like maybe a season and then after the season my grandpa was like all right like we're gonna make a team so then we we made huracanes on the east bay with don ernesto's league um and that went wow i think we we're like champions like four years out of this six seasons or four seasons out of the four seasons out of the six seasons we were champions and uh yeah the last couple of years were tough because everyone wanted to beat us so every game was a final but yeah it was pretty that cool. was here in san jose that was san jose yeah so that's what people call sunday league right uh yeah or was it club it was uh no it was club yeah was yeah, club yeah, yeah that was just club that was my age group well actually i played a year older so i'm 98 so my grandpa's uh-huh. uh huracan team we couldn't find my age guys, so then we went to like ninety sevens. Uh-huh. So then I was just playing against. And that was and so. What's that? Because I know for SoCal it's Cal South. So was it Cal North, like it was in, like yeah. some some league. Did you play like tournaments and travel with that team? No, it was just strictly. Um, yeah, it was strictly East Bay League. Um, yeah, we would like every Sunday. I think it was like we would go uh, pick up. Or I think it was on Friday before the weekend. We would go to the field where we we're gonna go play, and we'd pick up trash. We like lawn, like mowed the lawn and stuff like that. Cut the grass, which was pretty humbling, because then you're like the next couple of days, you're like, shit, like we did such a good job, like doing this, you know. And then we just played and stuff like that. But yeah. and then how long uh, did you play with Puracanes for? That was about like uh, about like two, three years. And at this point, you're already like damn this is i'm good at this yeah like yeah <laughs> i was like okay, i mean like, if, if parents are saying oh how do you yeah like up on the ball like yeah that? i don't know like, like again like the futsal thing i give a lot of credit to and then also my grandpa was very like intelligent you know playing i think he was, like with the uh, associated with cruz azul at the time back then it might have been like third division or second division whatever the case may be but yeah he was a holy midfielder he was a six so he had so much knowledge of the game so he just you know threw it at me we show up like to his training sessions with Rakanes. we show up like 30 minutes beforehand and we would just like lay out the practice hey this is what we're gonna do this is the benefits of these exercises and you know like this will help you with your iq and whatever the case may be so i was like at the time i was like yeah yeah whatever like you know i'm here to have fun kick it with my boys kick the ball around on 13th street here in san jose and uh yeah eventually i started picking up a lot more quickly so like a lot of those training sessions, because mm-hmm. I played on a team similar to the Pumas La Habra, and I feel like there's a lot of things that in the moment I'd be like, oh, I don't know if these guys know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but then you look back when you're older and you're like, those yeah. are some good, some good drills. For sure. Huh? Yeah, no, I, I mean, even when I go up by myself to you know my local high school, like I do some of the drills and warm ups that my grandpa put for me. Yeah. It's just engraved now man, at this point. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what, that's what started you off. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, that's sick. So then, what's the step after Huracan? It was sporting, Santa Clara sporting. Sporting, Santa Clara yeah. sporting. 98s? We 98s. went back down to 98s? Yeah, 98s. And that we, was a breeze. We might have played against each other. Really? Because my Rangers team was Rangers 98. was Rangers. 98s. Okay. In LA? In, uh, in Orange County. Orange County. Yeah. Probably. Were you on the Santa Clara that, like, our sophomore or junior year, like, won regionals or went super far? 
Ooh. You remember, there was a team, a 98 team. I think it was either Aris with Carlos, Carlos Brazil. And then, but a sophomore year? Like with, the, no, like junior year. Uh, no, nah, I was already with Forrest, Forrest Quakes. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was around yeah. there. Yeah, no. Nah. I left like eighth grade ish, seventh grade, eighth grade. Yeah, because then I played uh, varsity my freshman year with uh, Lincoln High School. That's mm. the school I went to here in San Jose. And that's another adventure. I only played like half the season with R- Coach Ryan Edwards. Such a good guy. Um, because then I got invited to do like a select team and go to Argentina. And we played against like other teams over there. It was like for two weeks, three weeks, I think it was. It was really cool. It was like my first away trip from home. And it was such a good experience. With the culture and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The food was amazing. This, this, the quality of soccer there was completely different. It was so rough. And like, you know, like get the ball 50-50s. Like even if you can't win a header or even if you can't win a t- tackle, you still have to get into that tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's when I was like a big eye opener. Like I was like, oh, like this is a whole different like vibe out here too. So, and at this time, is your your family thinking like, oh, like this guy, mm-hmm. we're doing everything we can to make him pro? Or were they kind of just, yeah, no, seeing where what you could do and, yeah, no, well, because my dad, well, yeah, so my dad came over from Mexico and he was like a freshman in high school, so. And he had me when he was, like, relatively young. He had me when he was 20 years old. So he didn't know none, nothing about the system here in, in the United States and, like, how to, like, progress your son's career. So we always kind of had a feeling that had some itch for soccer. And then, like, we kind of, like, let, like, I guess, like, faith kind of take over because or we, we are, the, our daily lives were base, basically off of faith and hoping that some right person is going to look at me. And then, you know, they're like, oh, let's pull him this way. And that's basically what happened with Huracanes. One of my teammates at the time, he played for Santa Clara Sporting. And he was like, hey, you should come over here to this team too, you know. You guys only train twice a week. We train twice a week. It won't overlap. So then, yeah, and it always went like that. From sporting, uh, one of my sporting teammates said, hey, I'm going to go to Force Academy. You should come. You know, I've talked to the coach about you a lot, and he wants to see you. And then, yeah, same thing. Got pulled over there. So, Sick, that's sick. I know you have two younger siblings or three? Two younger two, siblings, two. yeah. Denzel, he's uh, 13, and Alan, he's five years old. So Denzel, 13. At this time, he's not watching you play when you're 10, mm. 11? No, no, no. Because uh, my dad, like, I didn't grow up with my mother, so I just it was just my dad and my grandpa. And then my dad found his current wife now and had my mm. two younger brothers with them. So they're like my stepbrothers, I think, but yeah. I treat them as like full brothers. And they play? Yeah, they play. They both play. Denzel plays for sporting, and then Alan just started playing for sporting as well. But yeah, their their attributes are completely different though, because Denzel's like a runner. He uh-huh. plays right wing right now, but I think he's he'll be turning into like a right fullback. And then Alan's super techie. Like he loves yeah. about his feet, just dribbles. He knows how to turn, and he like. Granted, my dad coaches like us in, on our backyard, um, but for the most part, the fact that Alan. And Denzel, like, do certain things on the field. It's kind of like, oh, like, where'd you f- see that? You know, like, how'd you, like, figure that out? Or, you know, what made you do that? And some of the some of their answers are like, oh, like, I see my brother do it in his games. So I want to try it. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty cool, to be honest. So how was it going into high school at Lincoln High School and playing varsity soccer your freshman year? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, so I, 
because of the even though the soccer world is so big it's also so small because everyone knows someone that knows someone so going going into my uh, freshman year we had tryouts and they separate the freshmen because they usually go to the jv um and then like they separate like the sophomores juniors and seniors and then they go to like the varsity side and my one of my close friends i mean he played with the 95s i think with uh, Pac Tigres which was like a really strong team it might be the 94s I'm not sure um but yeah they're like hey coach like take a look at this freshman and he came and he like he was like yo like what are you doing and I was like kind of like in shook because I was like like what did I do wrong you know I'm just like playing and he's like and then he starts joking and laughing he's like you shouldn't be here you should be on this side so then he pulled me to the varsity side and it was pretty cool cool experience um being able to play against those guys and then the one of the coolest moments of my high school short high school career was um they're picking numbers out but the captains went first so the captain picked seven eight nine and then they're like okay junior those are seniors juniors and sophomores like okay pick your number and someone was about to get 10 and then our captain at the time he he's like oh wait hold up no no this isn't for you he grabs 10 and he gives it to me the freshman and i was like what the heck that was so sick i was like fuck so then i, I told i told my dad and then he was like super emotional i was like oh that's so sick like congrats like i made the varsity team and you got number 10 and all this stuff but yeah that was a pretty cool experience and then at this time you're obviously doing well playing you know varsity soccer mm -hmm. on a good club team but are you thinking like there's an academy right here in san jose yeah i didn't really understood the whole process of an academy or what it was i thought it was just like another fancy name for a club and then once they told me about it after the argentina trip they're like hey you need to go over here now and you can't finish your high school career anyways because you break a rule if you go play somewhere else at the time and you're in season so then i was like okay fair enough so then yeah i went i was going to force it was definitely like a step up because everything was more organized um like the way the the coaches talk to the players like they made you feel like a pro right away so you're like cool like okay like let me buckle up a little bit more let me tidy up some things um but yeah i've always had like growing up i had an attitude issue <laughs> so i was always like no a hothead yeah i know right what <laughs> no nah, but yeah growing up i had like i was always angry like when i was playing i hate to lose like I was like, dude, I'll get so pissed. Like, I wouldn't want to eat afterwards. It was really bad. So then, you know, Sean talked to me. He goes, hey, you're a good player, but I need you to cut your, your attitude if you want to play here. If not, you can leave, like, straight up. And I was at the time, well, I was like, 14 maybe? Yeah, 14. And I was like, oh, okay. So then, boom, like, changed my mentality completely from that day forward. All right, well, let's see this first taste of the con azúcar matcha. That's, that's really good. It's good? Oh, yeah. Shout out to... Con azúcar. Shout out to Con azúcar indeed. So, yeah, that's that's my bad. I forgot that Forrest also had an academy. Mm -hmm. Um, so then, what year did you go to Forrest in your high school? It was what, my. What? It was uh, what, what was grade? it? My freshman year. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't even complete your freshman season? No, I only play like, oh, I want to say six, seven games. Okay. And then. I don't know if my coach was being real with me or not, but he was like, oh, yeah, like, at the end of the year, he's like, hey, you got freshman of the year. And I was like, but I didn't even finish the season. He goes, yeah, but you scored a lot of goals. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, okay. Can I have it? They Can I have this? for, like, four or five months. They still wouldn't have cut up to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, and then he was like, I was like, can I have the certificate? He goes, no, 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 like, I'll hang it up. And then he's only showed me a picture of it, like, on this wall. So I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> Make a copy or something. <laughs> Gotta go pick it up. Yeah, for real. So then you spend 
two seasons at Danza Force mm-hmm. or two and a half. It was two. Yeah, two because I played my first year with Keanu, Brian Zalai, all those guys. Shout out to them, big time players. And then my second year, that's when I played with Arda and them. Yeah, only two years. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty How was that? It was cool. The second year, I mean, was like it went better. That's when I like I just caught like every game I would score at least a goal. And that's Academy or Academy. Academy. But that's when I got introduced to a false nine role. And I loved it. I was like, dude, like I can drop into the space, turn, pick a t- pick the back line apart, whether shooting or playing through balls. And yeah, I scored a goal every single game. And then that's when like the, the residential program came and like they came to watch me play. And that game, I remember I scored two goals. And right after, they're like, hey, like we're, you're flying out tomorrow. We're gonna fly you out to Florida for the ING camp where they like usually host their things. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I can't say no. I'm not going to say no to this opportunity. Uh, but that team was well-established already. That's where Christian Pulisic was at. That was that, yeah. Yeah, so. That's our age. Yeah, but he left. Like, he was with BVB at the time. Yeah, but it was like, again. It was like, sick there. Like, the level was. Yeah, it was fucking top, bro. Uh-huh. I was like, holy shit. Like, the speed of play was, like, quicker. And it was nice. But, yeah, it's, you know, coming as a false nine, you, like, a lot of the systems here like playing with true nines mm-hmm. so you're kind of like okay well i'll try my best to be a true nine but i just like wherever the coach puts me like i'll just you know play yeah, yeah. so getting called into the to the residency <laughs> how was it though like they your coach tells you you get an email yeah no uh, sean told me face to face um he was like hey i won't i won't practice like hey there's uh there's this guy that's gonna go and typically we for academy team for academy games we would have like u.s uh, staff already there and for the most part so he's like hey nothing different there's this guy you know just letting you know they they said your name like but just keep pu- keep working keep pushing i was like okay whatever so then literally a couple of days later we played at home and then yeah then afterwards uh, I got introduced to him, to the guy, and then he was like, "Hey, like, how would you like to go to to ING camp?" And I was like, "Oh, like, we're like, what's that for?" <laughs> I didn't know at the time. And he was like, "Oh, that's where we hold our camps and stuff." I was like, "Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I'm down. When do you want me to go?" Like, and I think it could be like next week or a month from now. He goes, "Can you fly out tomorrow?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." So then I told my dad, and he goes, "Oh well." And then we had to scramble, get everything together. But but it was uh yeah they tell you p- pretty directly especially mm-hmm. if you have like guys always seeing you. You went with your dad? No, I just went by myself. So you get to the airport? And yeah. So yeah, I got to the airport. They had because uh, I was texting the guy. I was like, hey, like who's gonna pick me up? How's this work? And he yeah. goes, oh, there'll be a guy with a tuxedo with your name, your last name, like in a little like clipboard. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh okay for sure. So then like I'm walking and then I see the guy and I was like, hey, like it's me. And then yeah, he picked me up, chauffeured me all the way. It was like a thirty minute drive pretty cool oh, the weather was so hot though there man yeah, so huh? humid oh, so when you get there you get to the hotel mm-hmm. you meet you, the staff. yeah you do check-in so they give you like a little pass so that you can be walking around and stuff like that yeah. uh, without getting questioned from like security and whatnot so then after that you know i i got there like in the evening so i didn't really do much and the guys were like away because i got there like on a sunday i believe so the guys went either like home or they like had a weekend trip with the like their teammates and then so i was the only one there in the little like apartment and then when they came in like at midnight but i was already knocked out so i was like oh, i'll just talk to them tomorrow so then i talked to them tomorrow and then the next day that that monday uh i had my physicals and everything and then i met the coaches on the field 
and then they introduced me in front of everybody and i was like mm-hmm. oh shit yeah and how'd you do um i did pretty well i mean from what i think it was ricky at the time coach he told me that uh not my style of play is not going to be easy to to comfort every coach and he goes and it, it's a good and bad thing because the right coach it might be one or two but but if they find you like you're gonna have a really good nice career especially if a coach like backs you up with the way you play but he's like you know you're a good player thanks for coming so it was a short notice and a short like two-week trial and we'll definitely keep in touch with you you did well um, right now we already have our full squad for the it was like the 2016 chile world cup for the u18s okay. So then I was like, okay, fair enough. So then I went back home and stuff, and then that's when the injury started happening. I think I just overloaded, because I was like, all right, like I can get back up there. I know what it takes to be up there now. Yeah. So I overdid it, like training every day, like two, three times a day, like it was like futsal. Then practice in the evening, and then I'd go back home, and then I would like do more touches and stuff. Uh-huh. Eventually, yeah, yeah, I was about to ask. I, I didn't know about the injuries, but I was gonna yeah. ask how your, how it changed your mindset if it did. Yeah, you no, came back. completely. Cause so the first injury I had. I fractured my left f- fifth metatarsals, like a little bone on your foot. And then that was okay. I was like, okay, first ever injury. I went into the doctors, no surgery, but you're going to need a cast, right? <clears throat> and then uh, I was out for three months, but I was biking a lot with my cast. It was, my cast was like from the bottom of my knee to like my toe. So I couldn't flex, flex my ankle or anything like that. So I was just on the bike. And then a couple months later, I, I, well, I came back a little too early. I wasn't even cleared yet, but I was like, oh, like I'm feeling good. They they took out my cast. Like, I got I regained muscle in my calves and quads, um, and then yeah, uh, I came early, and then like a month later, I think a couple months later, I fractured my right foot, and I was like, fuck, same exact thing. I already knew what it was. I was like, oh no way. So same process, and then that kind of like took a beating mentally on me, and then eventually I tried to play. Um, that's when I went to Quakes academy that f- with paul holliker at the time my first couple months i wasn't fully like ready to go but i was like i'm excited i got these really good guys on my team that's when force academy and quakes academy kind of not combined but like a lot of the force players mm-hmm. went to quakes it was like seven of us or eight of us and i was like damn that's crazy but uh obviously force wasn't too happy about that and long story short yeah one of the training sessions i did my meniscus and after that uh i kept playing it f- on it for like about three weeks and I, I lost power of passing shooting every time i bend my knee there was like this little like uh well at the time i didn't know what it was but it was my meniscus that you can see jump on the inside of my knee back and forth and then it locked up on me so then i went to the doctors and they're like yeah you tear your meniscus a couple times so we're gonna have to go in and clean it so i had to have surgery and then after that i just hung out with the wrong people i was like dude i'm tired of soccer i'm burnt out so then how long after like the national team camp is this this is like two months three months after so it's quick mm. just kidding sorry because the the fractured feet took about three so it was like seven months after uh-huh. sorry yeah i'm not good with math communication major but Thank the you. first the first injury didn't take long after that yeah no 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 yeah that was like i came back and then our coach at, um he wasn't there he was i think he was he was going into like the residential program for the 99s and then he wasn't there. So one of the other staff members for uh, force filled in and I wasn't supposed to do anything to like manage my load. And then I trained and popped my 
ankle and even the coach is like oh like dude i'm so sorry like like you weren't even supposed to train like but i like i told you to go easy and i was like yeah i was going easy but like obviously like still training with everybody at a high pace and a high level like affected me my like just my legs so he was like tripping i was like no it's good like like at the end of the day i'm the one that chose to practice today i told you that i wanted to go in and jump in so it's good so yeah that happened right away when i came back and then yeah so after my knee surgery i was devastated dude i was like dude how did how did i have like the world in my hands to like you know being on like dirt ground you know and then so I stopped playing for a little bit. I wanted to go to my like senior prom, <clears throat> kind of rekindle the friendships that I lost because of the from freshman year up to senior year, traveling so much with academy, going to Mexico, playing for Tijuana and Monterrey. Like I was never in school. I was doing like online school. If not, like I show up with big packets, of my work done. So I did that. And then, you know, I started doing things I shouldn't have done, <clears throat> smoking and whatnot. But it took me that that experience to realize that's not what I wanted completely in my life. So then I kind of like flipped the switch. I decided to go to junior college. And that's when I went to West Valley for two years. And then San Jose State for two years, two and a half years through the COVID. Mm-hmm. And then I came to my second current year at Quakes too. So <laughs> when you're at Quakes, what's your mindset? Are you thinking, oh, I can sign an MLS contract? Mm-hmm. Um, Reno was the second team at the time, right? Yeah. I were you thinking so. like USL or were you thinking college soccer yeah no when i when the trans for from quakes to sorry from the transfer from um forced to quakes uh they told they brought us into the stadium paypal it used to used to be called avaya but they made into paypal now but yeah the gm uh he brought us in and or brought me in with my dad saying like there's this thing called homegrown contracts like if you you know if you do well and stuff like that, we're open to giving you a homegrown contract, and you know it'd be very beneficial. It won't take up any roster space or none of that. I, honestly, at the time I was what like, no, was it like fifteen, sixteen? So I didn't know what was going on. Or no, I was like sixteen already, sixteen, seventeen, and I didn't know. I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Like I just want to play. So then my thought process was okay if i do well with quakes academy then i can get you know bumped up and do that homegrown contract and play with the first team um but then my injury happened and i wanted nothing to do with soccer anymore um and then eventually i came back and went through i visited a few uh junior colleges but they didn't really like oh like now you're good like we don't want you you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be good for us. And then I went to West Valley Community College, and that's why I have the utmost respect for Gaspar Solera is because he, like, literally was like, hey, like, I've seen you before, and I know who you are, and I know your name, and I know what you can do. You're in a really, like, bad situation, but if you want to get out of it, we're going to support you fully. So, like, mentally, dude, I had so much anxiety and depression. Like, I could not, like, I would try to walk to school, and I would walk back because i just like got into a ball and like stayed in my room or when i was brushing my teeth i wanted to throw up every time i didn't want to leave the house like it was just really bad so then the process of going back to soccer going from like 150 pounds to like 210 pounds no way yeah it was really bad i'm telling you i i did the wrong i did everything that i could have done completely wrong and i did it um so then wanting to go back i just couldn't physically do it because my mind was just blocked. I hit a wall. And Gaspar's like, all right, well, you're going to show up to, you know, spring training, and you're going to do what you can. 
couldn't even warm up with the team without freaking out like i'd like getting panic attacks and stuff so i was like oh so then i told him hey can i just like jog around the field and i spent like 15 20 minutes just jogging around the field did like about 10 laps then i started picking up the pace then i started losing weight then he goes all right hey we're gonna do a fitness test today no pressure but maybe you want to like jump in i was like yeah for sure and he's like again like kind of consult me and said look like don't worry about anybody else just focus on yourself and whatever test uh, whatever time you do you that's going to be the only time that you should focus on beating for the next time around and yeah little by little continued and continued that and then eventually like had a like okay season my first year played like maybe 20 30 minutes every game uh, still battling with that anxiety and then uh the next year came off the next year I came and I popped off. I like scored like twenty four goals. I think it was like nineteen assists that year, and that's when all the like college offers started to come again. But the only team that like remained like very loyal was San Jose State. Simon Tobin, he like he already was recruiting me prior, like when I was with Force Academy, yeah. and then he was like, "Hey, like I want you to come here, hometown." Blah, blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, for sure." And then I had like Riverside, I had Santa Barbara, UC Davis, like really Cal Berkeley. And they're like, hey, you know, you're not playing, so offers off the table. But San Jose State was the only one. Like, hey, go to junior college. Like, do what we know you can do. And then once you've done it, like, you get your AA transfer and you can get your degree here as well. So then when everything was in the up, uh, up battle now, then uh, San Jose State was like, hey, well, like, we promised you. And I told you you had my word that if you did what you what we knew you can do. We can give you a full ride, and they gave me a full ride. And other t- teams also like were like, "Hey, here's a, here's a full ride," or here's like, you know, you can play with us now. But then I was like, "Nah, like San Jose State, like they're loyal, they have my heart." So I was like, "I'll I will definitely work for a coach like that." Bro, that's yeah. a that's a high level of like maturity to think about. Yeah, you know, loyalty from a from a team from a coach. Yeah, no, I mean honestly, like when I was even if, even though it was a short time going to the residential program. Like, everyone kind of like, oh, like, hey, everybody, like, hey, like, how you doing? Like, good job. Like, keep going. Like, you know, never people that I've never talked to, like, I've always seen but never said anything to started coming up to me and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. But as soon as I got hurt, boom, everyone turned their back on me. So then, like, coming back, like, that matured me a lot. And like, okay, fair enough. Like, I see this. Like, I'll play the cards right this time, you know, now that I know everyone's true colors. So that's why I think that that whole experience made me realize, like, how, like, loyalty is very important with with this game yeah. and life so yeah, yeah it's usually tough to to be able to think that way when you haven't experienced mm-hmm. um the negative effects of you know not reading what's really going on and just like when so who's really supporting you and who's not yeah i think sometimes most stories of being able to understand those things is after experiencing um kind of negative ways of you know falling into traps and yeah that's that's nice that that you were able to realize that so you signed with san jose state mm-hmm. and you're a junior you're yeah. going to be a junior i was going into junior. junior season yeah and how was your first season it's good i think i was like top leading scorer for my team <clears throat> i had like nine goals out of i don't know how many games like 13 games i think 14 games in the season because we have total yeah, yeah our total would be like 21 oh there you okay. go yeah oh. so then uh, preseason was difficult. Could not like get a hand, like. You guys go to the beach. We did go to the beach, dude. That's Simon. Dude, Simon lives <laughs> right there. He can literally doesn't even need to walk outside. He can just like look at us running and stuff with binoculars. But yeah, we did the whole beach day. Killed me. 
Well, I mean, so. going from like not even being able to do a Cooper run, which is like two miles, right? Um, to like going straight into like, uh, not straight into it, but like, you know, the mental aspect of going to the beach workout, you're like, holy shit. Like, I'm glad I went through what I did at West Valley because if I jumped into this right away, I would have been screwed for sure, you know? It's at Santa Cruz Beach, but it's it's called Twin Lakes, right? Yeah. 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 Simon's thing is some other. It's brutal, bro. It's it's, it's, it shouldn't be allowed. No. <laughs> nah, it's fun, though. It's fun because it's a team thing. You know, you compete. And it, honestly, even though it, it is a, like tough exercises, like you're doing it with your boys. Yeah. So it like, brings you guys together. Even I don't know if you guys took a photo like this, but we from this fall, mm -hmm. from this past fall, we have a sick photo of like all of us arms interlocked mm -hmm. walking into the water and yeah. we couldn't uh we couldn't unlock until like everyone was at least chest deep into yeah into water yeah now we did something like that as well but <clears throat> a lot of the guys like were like oh and it just ran off that's mm -hmm. probably why we didn't make it that far that season but uh <laughs> <laughs> nah just kidding big shout out to my year how far did you guys we, make it your we, first season we lost in the first round against uh bakersfield it was like a one zero like minute like eighty ish. Oh yeah, Bakersfield was in the in the conference at the time, the and then they left before Big West. Yeah, oh, was, dude, we dominated the whole game. It was at Air Force too, and the thing is, bro, like the WAC is like I think is underrated because of like the teams. You don't have big name teams, but the amount of traveling you have to do is insane. Like every weekend you go to Texas, like you know what I mean? Because there's like a couple teams there: UTRGV, Incarnate Word. Like, it's, it's tough. HBU, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. insane. Like, the miles you put on your body in that, in that short amount of time is insane. Hey, a lot of, uh, a lot of players in the MLS complain mm -hmm. about the MLS travel, huh? Uh, so do the they? MLS, sure. The MLS is looking for players that are well accustomed to, Very true. to traveling. Go to so looking at the WAC, huh? WAC, yeah. For real, for real, though. Facts. That's insane. Going into your uh, senior season at San Jose State. I heard you didn't, you weren't allowed to play right away. <laughs> Yes, uh, because I, I'm like super like smart, you know, with my books. <laughs> but the mo the long story short, what had happened was I graduated like my, with my bachelor's with degree, bachelor's. so I didn't need to come back to school. So you did that in four and a half years, because yeah. you were at West Valley for three years, right? The first two year and a half years, yeah, two and a half, yeah. Because I started, yeah, I got into it right away there in the spring. Uh, I see. So and you I, graduated in four. Yeah. But then you had that one last fall. Mm -hmm. left. Yeah. And yeah. and it was, I think it was the COVID year as well that, like, helped me, like, have, like, that other year. Um, but it, it, it's just tricky with the whole, like, time of like, your clock starting. Because I gray shirted, which is, like, part-time at West Valley. Yeah. My first semester. It's like I, you have to be under 12 units in order for your clock not to start. So then I only did, like, nine units, and I wasn't even playing at the yeah. time. That's when I was, like, mentally, like, trying to, like, get back at it. So that helped a lot, too. Because if I would have, like, started my clock there, I wouldn't have been able to play my last year. But anyways, I wanted to venture out, uh, and an agent reached out to me at our at the end of our conference tournament. And he was like, hey, I want you. I want to represent you. I have contacts, blah, blah, blah. First time ever talking to an agent. So I was like, okay, for sure. So he, we got into Oakland Roots, the USL championship side, and I was there for like three weeks. And then things didn't go well for some reason. Um, I don't know, like he's not my agent anymore, but 
I don't know. It was just really weird. I never really asked too many questions. I was like, you know what? Like, I'll just go with the flow. Like, it is what it is. I talked to Jordan, which is a GM, I think, there at Oakland Roots. But he was a head coach at the time because they're going through this, like, coaching shift. So he's a really cool guy. We had a really good, like, bond. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, like, give me another, like, two weeks. And at the time, I was like, oh, no, nah, bro. You just, like, at this point, I feel like I'm just getting, like, sprung along. So I was like, like, I want to, like, know what I'm going to do now uh, since I'm not in college. So then I told him, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go, like, see another team. But at the time, like there was like no it was college was coming around to, for the last season and i told simon i was like hey like can i use my last year like do you mind and he's like let me see if i can work some things out and then eventually he called me he's like hey yes and i told him he's like yeah come play and i was like okay you can start part of your for your master's program so then i went into psychology for my the first part and i was doing that while well, my last year but the issue was the agent was a violation of the ncaa rule and I told Simon, I don't even know why I told him, but I was like, well, in all honesty, I have, I have an agent. Should I release him? Should I not release him? Should we keep it under wraps? And he's like, no, let's do things right. Like, you know, we want to continue to change this program and the environment of San Jose State men's soccer. So I'm going to, you know, go ahead and tell them, like, you have it, him, but you're going to terminate his contract. We terminated the contract. NCAA was suspended me for, like, nine games, mm-hmm. eight, nine games of the preseason and the first um, season game. And then eventually, like an hour before our home opener, they're like, hey, like, you're able to play. They cleared you. Yeah, but it was so mentally, like, tough because every day you didn't know. I didn't know if it was, I was cleared or not. So I would go into practice like, all right, like, I need to be prepared just in case they do, like, let me train. Let me play, let me play. before the game. Yeah, literally. So then that that week it was brutal i talked to you know coach chewy big shout out to him nick coach nick um craig at the time that was here and simon and i said look i can't do this anymore i'm drained like i i just can't like i'm not happy like i'm struggling and they're like just give it one more week just this week and then if not then okay we understand and we apologize for all this so then i was like all right i'm gonna lock in last week give it all continue to be consistent at training and then Boom, yeah, an hour before we played Incarnate Word here at San Jose State. And Coach is like, come to my office. He texted me. And I was, damn, dude, I like, was holding back tears. I'm like, this is it. Like, they're going to say no. Like, I can't do anything. I don't even know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to probably just start working. And then Coach was like, hey, like, get dressed. And I was like, damn. So then I gave Coach Simon a big hug. And, like, you know, it was really emotional. And then he's like, I want you to start, but because you know ev- everything like we need to like slowly bring you back in you know so they're gonna yeah. put you in at minute five yeah no literally not <laughs> not starting but minute five no and then i got subbed in and scored a banger and then you know oof, i had a yeah it was fucking insane bro i heard there was a there's a time where you just subbed yourself in <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was was that your senior year yeah that was, that was that at gcu at gcu we're down one zero and then, because you know the NCAA rule, if you if you get subbed in or subbed out, you can yeah. The back rule in. is a little different from the first half and the second half, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First half, if you get subbed in, you can't come back in. But second half, you can do that once. Yeah, you can do that once. So he pulled me out, and you can just see the co- the sign was like, dude, like we need at least a point away. You know, like it's gonna be big for us in our standings. And I was like, he's like, stay warm, stay warm. And I see the game is kind of <laughs> getting like away from everybody. And, you know, 
Coach, Coach Chu is kind of like looking and trying to figure out like what went wrong. And I just like, fuck it. So I walk up to the midfield. I was like, Coach, I'm going to go in. We're going to throw an extra number on top. And we're going to, I think because we play with four typically in the back. Uh-huh. At the time, I was like, hey, we're going to throw, we're going to, I'm going to take this guy out. And then I'm going to add another forward and play with two forwards. <laughs> Literally, I was like, all right, and that's it. And he, before he even talked, I was like, sub. And then, the, you know, I took the guy out. I jog in. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this has to work. Or I was a fucking cut from the team. So then, um, yeah, like minutes later, I draw a PK. And then I score it, but then they call it back because one of my teammates ran it too early. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, fuck, now the pressure's on. And GCU's atmosphere is amazing, by yeah. the way. It's, was it a night game? Yeah, it was a night game. It was like it was like 2,000 fans. The band going. Like, packed. So I scored and boo, you know, and then like I was like, dang, retake it. So then the pressure was, was even more on. And then same thing. I, I kind of like hesitated, and then I placed it to the other side. And then we tied it 1-1, went up to overtime, I think it was. And then, yeah, it just ended up with 1-1. And then Simon, at the end of it, I'm like, we're all, like, stretching the corner. And everyone walks away and he goes, you need to stay here. And I was like, damn, like, I'm screwed. And he looks at me and he starts smiling. He goes, I, out of my entire, like, career, because he's been coaching for, like, 20 years at least. Because he was at Bakersfield. And he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think he's about to hit. 40 if yeah you know, so he's like out of my entire career i've never had anything like that happen to me and he goes i'm glad that if it happened it was from you it came from you and he goes like you're the new head coach yeah he's like no he's like honestly like the game got away from me and i'm glad that you were able to like think on the fly like that but you like saved the season for us and i was like uh-huh. oh that was crazy but i was like look i mean like like no disrespect or anything i just wanted to win you know and i already, i saw what was going on in the field and I felt like I could have like, been a beneficial factor, which thankfully I was. And he goes, yeah, but don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment you knew you wanted to be a coach. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, Coach Simon's like, you'll be a good coach. Like, leading. after We had a couple of games after that. And, you know, I, I was against CBU uh, in, uh, what's that field? Um that complex the new one where oh, Legends. Uh, Silver Lakes. Yeah. There okay. you go. Yeah. And, yeah. So, we played there. And... I think it was zero zero at the time, and or it might have been one zero. We were losing, and then I told I got subbed out. Same thing. He usually does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, long story short, he's like, "Hey, like I'm gonna, we're gonna do this, this, and that." And I was like, "Wait, how about like?" I was like, "Okay, we can do that. Uh, just like for next game or whatever. Like, how about you play this guy here? He hasn't played there, but like his attributes pretty good. And yeah, I mean, he's like." He looks at the little paper that he had. He goes back, talks to Chewie, comes back and goes, you're going to be a really good coach one day, <laughs> but focus on your career first. And he did what we talked about, and then we ended up tying it 1-1 as well. And he was like, yeah, like, you'll be decent. You'll be a decent coach, but that's long-term. And I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> what about um, other times that you would get subbed off? And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, it's funny. And let's just say there was a... a Porta potty uh-huh. next to the bench. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know who told you this. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, no, I. I won't. Uh, I'll say. I'll say this. The last episode of Camilo Ritmo uh-huh. might have had some uh, oh, muted moments, and that's where this story came from. Oh yeah, no. Nah, I I'd get subbed out, and I would be so pissed because I I just want to win, bro. Like you know. And especially on myself, like, I'm so, like, hard on myself when it comes to, like, performance. 
and like I even count the amount of turnovers I have, how many touches and how many touches I completed and all that stuff. So that day wasn't significantly high in my percentage. So he subbed me out and he's like, you'll go back in the second half. Don't worry. And it was like the first like 30 minutes and I was pissed. I go into the porter party and I just start freaking like hitting the porter party screen and i was just so upset man i was like really like aggravated okay you told me you would you would come out like frustrated mm -hmm. but you know you would still give everyone a high five on the bench yeah. kind of calm go into the porter party yeah close the door <laughs> and then just <laughs> yeah and i was full game in that porter party to be honest man but yeah no trying to keep it professional and be a good leader not just by being a cheerleader yeah. uh, vocally but like you know yeah. through my actions so i try to have a good poker face but as soon as like the i'm on the other side of the door man yeah i'm really difficult yeah no i don't i don't <laughs> see that as a as you doing a bad thing i mm -hmm. think i think you did keep it professional like i said we met at the uh or not we met but the first time i heard about you was mm -hmm. at that quakes combine um because it was hosted at san jose state so i had actually i played at on the san jose state field mm -hmm. before i even thought that i was gonna transfer to san jose state and it was for like a whole different reason it had nothing to do with the university right yeah. besides it being on their field but is that where in the process of you going pro was this combine mm -hmm. and did this combine determine everything with quakes did it help a little bit what what was that like yeah so i was in mexico already like i mentioned before i was honestly like because of the whole roots thing that happened i was like man like there's not a team that's going to be interested in me. So then I was like, you know what? I'll play my last year. I have fun with it. And, and then, just for reference, the season ends like in early November, right? The fall season. Yeah. So then after that, you go to Mexico. Mexico. As soon as our season ends, like yeah. I think we lost it against GCU. Okay. Uh, off of food poisoning. That, that was uh, our excuse. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. kidding. But oh, yeah. wait, wait, I didn't, I didn't know the full story for that. Yeah. Because so I remember when I was transferring to San Jose State, mm -hmm. I searched up the team like on YouTube. Yeah. And I saw this one interview of Coach Chui mm -hmm. saying like, oh, well, you guys don't know what we've been through these last 24 yeah, hours. Oh, man. People like, honestly, I don't, we don't know what it was. Maybe the water, uh, you know, they probably put something in there. <laughs> but prior, we had dinner. As soon as we were eating, people started feeling sick. And then we get home, we get to the hotel. Me personally, it didn't really affect me because I was like plant-based. So I didn't eat any chicken or anything like that at the time, right? But some of the guys were eating and drinking water and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I already ate. I already had my meal in in the hotel. But I, obviously, I have to go with the teammates, my team. And then we get back and people are throwing up, being sick, couldn't sleep. Like, it was really bad. Like, they're having issues going to the restroom. And then the next day, like, again, same thing. Everyone was fucking pale. People feeling super lightheaded. Like, it was really bad. To the point where they brought uh, people to have IVs in in them. And then, like, a couple of the guys, I think it was, like, Casper. Mm -hmm. uh, he, pa like, he passed out. Like, he was, like, sitting down trying to, like, get better. Eventually, they just passed out. And then, like, they woke him back up and stuff. And Josh was one of the, those guys that were, like, really, really affected, too. And yeah, it was bad. And it was like the eight out of the was it, eleven starters like were like like struggling. So it was like zero zero at halftime, mm -hmm. and then boom, like they scored, and then they scored again, and then we scored, and then by the time it was like four one already. So it was like game over. Yeah. But four one didn't really reflect the the entire game though. No, nah, GCU is a good team though. Like they yeah. they do well all the time. So yeah. Shout out Isa. Isa, yeah, I was about just to announced his his farewell to the game, huh? Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see he that. He posted like a 
little thank you to the sport you're lying like two weeks ago no way i didn't see that yeah but that's the thing bro like everyone's journey is different like i yeah. when i was in uh oakland roots memo uh i think he's the right fullback yeah he went to vegas uh unlv and i was asking him how'd you get into it like how'd you get here he goes dude like i stopped playing soccer like i was done i was gonna enter the police academy and then like i think like a family friend or an, like an old agent of mine like reached out to me like hey they want to like sign you and he was like, holy shit, like, I haven't trained in a couple months, but okay, like, let's go, you know? And he's a relatively fair guy. So it just comes to, like, like if you put it, like, in perspective, like, you never know. Like, you can be out for, like, a couple months and then... You never boom. know when someone's going to need your, your service. Yeah, exactly. And it's, if you can still provide it then. Yeah. So then you're in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Trying to go pro over there? No, I was done. I, like... I was oh, like... you were done. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go visit family, see what I can do over there. Maybe go into coaching. You know, because um, my family's from Sagun Hidalgo, which is like a 30 minute drive from Pachuca Hidalgo. So, Sagun, yeah. And uh, my. It's funny, I, I uh, in Orange County, in Anaheim, uh -huh. there was a team that. Um, it's called Sagun. Really? Yeah. That's where they're from. Yeah, but I was over there and I wanted to talk to my uncle because they have connections with Pachuca. Because when I was, I, I forgot to say this, but I was on my very, very first trial in Mexico was in Pachuca and yeah so they built a good connection there and i was gonna go over there and ask to see if i can be part of the staff be under like their like assistant coach whatever they, the water boy whatever and work work my way up and then i get an email from simon and uh quakes that i've been invited to the the, the combine and at first i told simon I was like i'm not gonna go and he goes no like i've been pushing i've been talking to the gm or not, sorry uh the the scout the head scout bruno and you know i like i've been talking good about you and i was like i don't want to go and then a couple of days later he goes hey like let's talk on the phone and he goes look you know me like my loyalty to you like i'm asking you to do me a favor and you know like almost like don't take my name because i recommended you and if you don't show up then you're gonna screw everybody else's opportunity like like in the future yeah so i was like, All right, i'll show up i showed up and boom hat trick and 30 25 minutes and then the next game i scored a goal and an assist and it was just like if it, it felt perfectly into place to be honest it was it was really weird what was the best goal that you scored in that combine uh off of willie's assist our teammate or my uh -huh. teammate at the time um he went down the line and i did a double movement to second post and then i came back around to the penalty spot he played me in first touch i played it with my right foot and honestly i was trying to go to the first post but it like took this weird bounce and it went perfectly upper v to the right side and I was like, oh, shit, it's that type of. And that was my third goal. And I was like, damn, that's the type of. That's the that's the combine I have to. That's yeah. the type of week I'm having. Yeah, so that was that was a really good goal that you, that combine. So combine ends. Do you talk to any of the uh, the scouts, the coaches at the combine, or you just wait? Yeah, no, the first day right away. Um, you sign. Basically, <laughs> a verbal agreement. Uh, I was gonna go. I had in mind to go to a, def a different other uh, combine tryouts, not the MLS one, but just specific teams like Quakes did their individual one. Um, I mentioned that to because Cavello, Alex Cavello, he uh, he was he's going to be the coach for the second team. And he's like, what are you trying to do after like, where are you going to go? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to these teams and you know try out, do the combine. And he goes, don't go. And I was like, why? And he goes, like, we're having a second team and we want you to be, uh, you know, one of the guys that we're going to sign. And I was like. I told him, but can't, is there any chance you can put it on paper? And because if I if I don't go, and then something happens, and you, it was just your word against my word, or whatever the case may be, then I'm screwed. And he goes, "Don't worry, like I got you. Just come tomorrow again and perform." And I was like, "Okay." 
uh, we show up tomorrow or uh, the next day and then Bruno and them are all there and then they talk to me Luciano was there he's a uh, assistant coach for the first team now mm-hmm. and yeah they're like hey like we're interested in you and we hope that you want to be here and work hard and do something good this year coming up and I was like yeah for sure so then yeah then boom they signed me like a verbal a verbal agreement on that Sunday the second day of the combine yeah and then the contract came like a month later uh-huh yeah, yeah. How was it when when it arrived? It was cool. It was surreal because I'm like, damn, like first official contract. Once you see like the Quakes logo, and you're like, oh fuck, this yeah. shit's about to get real. So there's a lot of times when people are expecting a contract and maybe stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Was there anything where you were like, dude, like imagine this doesn't happen, or were you already like, nah, it's gonna with Quakes? Like, yeah. Did you ever think like during that month? Yeah. Were you ever like, oh, like I hope they don't back out, or, or was it? Were you like, yeah. Um, not really because like you know it was pretty set yeah I talked to Bruno I talked to Alex and Alex coach Alex or yeah Alex he would call me like at least like once a week hey how are you feeling ready to go I'm excited like we're gonna do this this and that this is our project that's good I was like alright bet for sure like I'm ready to go there was one time like towards the end of the before like a week before the contract was up I was like hey like you guys have any doubts or anything you know just let me know and he goes nope we're ready to go we're actually like fine tuning everything I was like perfect should we be having doubts? So am I gonna be okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were Alex and Luciano, very transparent, honest guys, and yeah. Bruno. So I was like, for sure, like much respect to them. And your boy, Max, mm. was also picked up from that combine. He was on my team. Was he? Yeah. So the first day, I guess you got to score a hat trick because I think he scored a hat trick the first day. Did that, he? That first day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Basically, the word around that game, we were all like, "Yeah, this guy's this guy's gonna get picked up." Yeah. So that's cool that you guys both got picked up from the yeah. from the combine. How was it playing with with him? You guys were you guys would get along now because when I met you yeah. at our games at San Jose State here, um, you would usually come with him now. Yeah, he was that's my boy, bro. Like big shout out to that guy, um, Max Arson, who's at Columbus Crew now. He's at Columbus. MLS. Yeah, he, I think he scored a goal with the first team already. Yeah. You know, did his like. Uh, first team like starting 11 debut in the u.s open cup US open. um yeah no he, uh his relationship with i we it's like close to nothing compared like with all due respect to other like old teammates and stuff like we would have coffee talks and we would always try to figure out what to do how to like get better and stuff like that um but yeah no he i remember when we went into santa barbara with the first team uh second team and first team had their like kind of like somewhat their preseason together with Almeida big time coach by the way um he uh we were talking he's like bro I remember hearing your name uh because your game when you scored a hat trick we played the the right after so I was like fuck like it's it's over like they said they were only gonna sign maybe one maybe two guys and you already scored a hat trick so like like in my head I'm like it's like it's, it's it's done with you know but he's like yeah I just played and then it, you know it did well and they they asked me to be a part of it too, and I was like, "That's what's up." That's and then, yeah, beginning of the season, we're trying to figure out our like chemistry and how we clicked. And at the end of the season, it was like it was second nature to us, man. Our movement, like the way we pass the ball to each other, like the timing of it, it was it was cool, honestly. And yeah, we we're talking about like, "Hey, let's kill it this year again." And then eventually, he re-entered the draft because he left school early. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Hey, bro, like." I'm going to, I think it's, you know, I'm going to Columbus, like even before everybody knew. And I was like, fuck, bro, like, congrats. Like, 
you know like i can't like i wish you the best and stuff like it was good while it lasted but hopefully we meet down the road you know who knows but yeah i was happy for him and we still talk every day to be honest mm-hmm. so going into that first season with quakes mm-hmm. injuries caught up to you now yeah I ha- yeah i had this weird like lower back spasm i like turned a certain way and i slipped and like i i felt th- i thought someone like hit me in the back and i looked and no one was around me so uh-huh. like what the heck so then yeah. Oh, you were flopping for a PK? Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, playing against the first team, I was like, I need to score. <laughs> but uh, no, it was just a weird, like, freakish accident. We, we went to get x-rays right away. Nothing was out of place. Nothing, literally, it was just muscle. It was a muscle spasm. Season. It was right before season, okay. like a month before. A month uh, before MLS Next Pro season. Yeah, so so then uh, I missed, like, first, uh, like, two, three games. Two games, I couldn't play. Like, I was still, like, I didn't feel right, and I didn't want to, like, re-injure it. And then afterwards, I was like, hey, like, ready to go. And he was like, all right, you'll play 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm super, like, excited playing home crowd. And then every time I was in, I was able to score a goal. And then eventually I just, you know, I guess earned the respect of, you know, my my coaches and teammates. And then eventually top score of that team as well last year. Yeah, it's funny because when you, when you had to sit out at San Jose State mm-hmm. and you came back, I heard you went on, like, a crazy – goal scoring spree yeah and then at quakes after sitting out because of your injury yeah you came back and you started scoring a bunch as well no yeah yeah so yeah and they always say it's not the way you start it's the way you finish too so if you can be consistent then you know towards yeah, the end yeah. of it that's where they remember you the most right yeah. not the what you did at the beginning but what you do at the end yeah. how you finish it but but yeah no i'm not you know this is so then now going into uh your second season mm-hmm. as a pro yeah um How's the season been going so far? It's been good. Um, with Lucci as the first team coach, he wants to see some of the guys that don't get minutes with the first team to come down. So in home games, I don't play as much as of now because they want to see, they want to give the guys a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but away games, play ninety minutes has been pretty cool. I'm a, I'm in a dry streak right now. I haven't scored. Um, but you know, again, it's not the way you start; it's the way you finish. You finish strong. It's all it's all in good writings. What happens at the beginning of it? But obviously, you want to be consistent throughout the whole time. But I think it's just part of like the way I cope with it. New team, new teammates, new players, new styles of play. You have to figure out how they like tick towards the beginning, and then towards the middle and end of the season. That's when you usually start to click and everything falls into place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how much do you think one season mm-hmm. of professional soccer? has um has helped you improve because you did preseason your first year mm-hmm. with the first team when the second and the first team kind of did that preseason santa barbara together mm-hmm. and then this year second and first team didn't do preseason together but you and jerry and DLC, lalo. lalo and dlc and lalo, yeah. um you guys did preseason with the first team just yeah. you four was there a big difference you think in in you and your play were you a lot more adapted? Not saying that you weren't adapted your first preseason, but mm-hmm. did you notice like a big difference, you know, it being your second season as a pro? Yeah. Uh, you know what you're coming into your second year. So like it was good. It was a good experience. Had fun. That level that it was more like the rhythm was way higher. Excuse me. It was way higher than, than we used to, especially with the guys that have been in the league for like 10 plus years. So, like, it's that, like, maturity and, like, you know, understanding, like, what the consistent high level of, like, movements are required. Um, but in terms of confidence stuff, I mean, you can't take that away from a player or else you're going to yeah. be completely lost. Yeah. Um, so, whether you do good one day or you do bad the other day, you just got to, like, 
stay level-headed, you know, because, again, the next day is another opportunity, and no one cares what you did the day before, you know, so, but it was good, it was it was a good environment to be in, and, you know, sometimes we get called up to the first team throughout this year already, and filled in for numbers, and just having that experience to be in there, and, like, continuously seeing that level, like, yeah, good, you, huh? yeah, it's really good. And then last year, you got to captain how many games? Oof. It was like towards the end of the now? season. Yeah, it was like maybe like seven times, I think. That's sick. Jerry was unfortunately injured from his knee, who is our captain now, uh-huh. and last year. So, so you were second in line? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, third, because one of the first team guys coming down, they're one of the captains. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I guess I did get bumped up to second in line. Uh, but, yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, for me, like, whether I have it on my shoulder or my arm or not, like, Nothing really changes. If anything, yeah. I don't like wearing it because it's, you know, my muscles make it too tight. But <laughs> bothers me. Nah, but and uh, when it's all said and done, like yeah, it's cool. I like. I mean, I don't feel pressured when I wear it or when I play. I just like to enjoy the game as it is and have a good laugh and smile yeah. when you play. So that's yeah. what it's all about, right? I was thinking about how how cool it must be to play. You know, like if we're thinking the literal name San Jose earthquakes and you're really from San Jose mm-hmm. like all your life when you're filling out like your address mm-hmm. it's always San Jose you know there's a lot of people from around the area yeah. and it means a lot to obviously play for like the local club but mm-hmm. to you know for it to be specifically San Jose yeah. how cool is that to play for for the team of your town yeah no it's, it's amazing uh even going back to San Jose State you know like playing my backyard my dad did so much for me traveling so much and for academy and club that I was like, hey, like, the only way I can repay you right now is by playing and not making you fly out to go see me play on the East Coast or down South every weekend. Like, I'll rather play here and with the loyalty of this staff and the environment of San Jose State. And then going into San Jose Earthquakes, like, you're just like, oh, shit, like, you're still here. And it's like, it's it it hits different because you know what the, the people, the, the faces of San Jose look like and what you're playing for every time you put that jersey on. So it's it's not just it's more than just a game when you're from that specific area, not like around San Jose, but like of the heart of San Jose. Mm-hmm. It definitely hits different when you put that jersey yeah, on. I imagine. How do you set your uh, your socks up? You get your ankles wrapped. Um, yeah, I get my ankles wrapped. Um, Let's do the full the full setup. All right, so here we go. Pre-game, uh, ankles wrapped. Uh, I don't know what it is. Both but angles. Yeah, both angles. But, I mean, I asked our trainer <laughs> if she can go right-left. So if she can start with the right one uh-huh. and then with the left one. And then I put my right sock on and then my left sock on and then my right. Your right uh, or her right? My right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's right-left, right-left, right-left. Even with my For shoes, everything. right-left. And then I uh, tie my shoes right-left. Uh-huh. I don't know why. But. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird little attribute that I have, but I guess it's been working this this far in my career. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. Uh, in terms of my, it's ankle wrap, and then you wear grip socks. Grip socks. socks. Yeah, grip socks. Um, we don't gotta we don't gotta give any free advertisement. Yeah, no, for, for sure. I honestly, yeah, and honestly, I um, I'm trying to figure out what other socks I can find because the ones that I have, they're just like they're not you know doing its diligence I, I mean i do like the no free advertisements but mm-hmm. i like the ones that start with the t t td 
Oh yeah, yeah. I those like, those I like are. That. I like those. Those are cool, to be honest. Um, but they're expensive, and with grip socks, yeah. you got to keep refilling. Yeah, it's like a, very you, true. You need like a prescription. It, you really do, because then like the grip itself starts to lose. Yeah, then and they're just. And you, they're now they're even. Then they're worse. even like worse than regular <laughs> socks because exactly. there's like material that's not doing. Yeah, good. and it makes you slip even more. So, yeah, but um, I did have like a little like partnership, uh, but it was like a one-time thing where they sent me like a box of like I think it was like eight pairs of them mm-hmm. black and white and that was really cool like uh like it was it lasted I, I made that last throughout the whole season last year and then yeah this year I, I didn't really like push or anything um so i was like you know what if i'm like if anyone wants to like reach out to me then that'll be cool because my agent at the time he's like hey I have, we have this deal with this t- with the with the sock <laughs> you know name that. <laughs> and i was like yeah just bring them on and then yeah uh you know he's no longer uh yeah. in in my path my journey but now i'm just in like your you payroll know, yeah so now i'm just like you know whatever like it is what it is we'll see if so if anyone has some grip socks that you'd like for us to try out yeah we'll uh we'll give you guys a shout out definitely we won't just give your initials we'll we'll shout you guys yeah. out. <laughs> um so it's grip socks and then you wrap your shin guards uh yeah i usually just do like one strip of pre-wrap around the top layer yeah that's not, what i do yeah i try not to like tighten it up too much because yeah. then i get my calves all cramped up and stuff like that uh-huh. but pre-wrap then socks over um try to do over the knee you know yeah. it's tough for it to stay though it is very tough i've oh you know, the, the thing is i've always only worn adidas uh socks ah uh, yeah i've never had nike West, socks yeah yeah, because West Valley was Adidas. Danza, Quake D- Academy. Yeah, Adidas, yeah. Adidas. Even, I mean, with Santa Clara Sporting. Washidashi's was uh, from <laughs> the Pulga. You your socks back then. From the Pulga, you know? <laughs> you weren't putting the socks up. Nah, 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 not at all. Which is crazy because now my five-year-old sure brother. Had a, your shirt tucked in just in the front. Well, dude, Washi like. Washidashi and then the back loose. Yeah. You know nah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but the thing is, bro, like back then, it was one size fits all. So I had oh, a yeah. dress, bro. Yeah. Like literally. And even like when I was playing futsal. Like, my shirt would, like, touch my ankles. You know what I mean? It was, like, that bad. So, I was mm-hmm. just like, you know. But I didn't care. If I, yeah. Give me the ball. I'll, yeah. I'll run through it, you know? I think I think it makes those, like, videos of you playing as a kid look a little cooler, too. Yeah, right? for sure. It's now it's all tight oversized. and compressed and yeah. can't even breathe. But, you know, it is what it is. Looking back at your entire career, what do you think the best game you've played is? Best game? Yeah. Oh, man. It doesn't have to be the highest level, but just yeah. a game where you're like, I killed it. Yeah, I think, um, damn. Or like a play that maybe, uh-huh. like some goal that sometimes you look back on and you're like, yeah, only I could do those things. Yeah, no, there's two. There's one off of a dead, like a set piece, um, you know, the, uh, Sports Center, top six. Top. That yeah. was uh, against uh, Utah Valley at, at the tournament. At, yeah, we were down like 3-2. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was like far left and i never shoot those but i was like you know what the keepers over shifted uh-huh. i'm gonna go ahead and just put it exactly in that little corner yeah. you know that little tiny corner top corner yeah no nah, i'm just kidding but yeah i clipped that in and then not Same thinking small, miss small huh? yeah so not thinking anything of it i shot it i was like ooh, this came off my foot pretty well and just it like swerved kind of knuckled at the same time and the keeper just looked at it and it just stopped and just fell on his on his back and that was that was insane and then Another goal that was in the run of play was Huracanes. They send me a ball down the line. I, like, trap it with my knee or my quad. I do a sombrerito to one guy, 
he falls on the ground. Uh, the other center back comes. I do another one. And then he kind of like trips, but he holds on to me, top of the box, hit it with the outside of my right foot, and then just boom. Like, you know, remember those like goals that had like the, yeah. the it was like this weirdly shaped one. Uh -huh. So it hit the back of the pole and it came back out. And it was like, no, it didn't go in. It didn't go in. And the ref was like, no, it did. And even the, like the other team, those, the other yeah. team parents were like, hey, that was a goal. And it was in the final it too. It was a golazo, actually. It was a golazo. <laughs> And that was, and afterwards they're like, hey, like, dude, like, you're so sick, this and that. And I was like, I appreciate it. And then that that year, I ended up going with sporting and stuff. So, uh -huh. yeah, I had my fair share of nice little. Yeah. I think it's good to have like, I mean, Huracanes was such a long time ago, mm -hmm. but I think it's sick having like, you know, a lot of your best memories or mm -hmm. happiest memories playing aren't just from, you know, playing at the highest level and succeeding there. A yeah. lot of them are just like True. one just specific moments that you think about like mm -hmm. early in your career. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I those are good to have those. Very important. So what, what kind of visions do you have um, post-playing career or maybe that you want to venture into while you're playing? Yeah. Um, well, obviously being a coach would be amazing, but also having a project of doing like a facility, like um, an indoor facility. Currently, this is like no one really knows about this, but currently my father and I invested money into a big land in Mexico where Some my dad's terreno. from. Yeah, some terreno where my my dad grew up and my father, my grandfather has a house there and stuff like that. But yeah, we've invested uh, some money into that and it's under underway now, under construction. Uh, we're breaking ground at the end of the summer. So it'll be fun to see a, like a three field. Two of them will be a 7v7 field and then one of them is going to be a 5v5 field, but it's going to be turf regardless. And there's three phases to that, but the first phase is to get in those the turf fields in, and give um, players over there uh, an opportunity to you know be under a roof when it's whether it's hot or cold because the weather over there is extreme. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. That's that's my long term uh, goal is to hopefully that kicks off and then continue to maybe like move have more locations uh throughout mexico and even bringing it over here in the u.s would you live over there just travel in between a bunch probably oh, yeah i love that i mean who knows right the career the soccer career is very interesting yeah um for me i'm over i'm always like let me be happy before i put a price on it yeah. so if i could put i mean obviously with all the amazing clubs in the u.s and all the amazing clubs and overseas and in Mexico, whatever the case may be, like my heart and my soul like belongs in Mexico. You know, obviously my dad, my whole family's from Mexico. Yeah. So being Mexican American, like I travel there like in my off season mm -hmm. and it's just a different vibe. So I would definitely love for hopefully my career to like lean a little bit to that side of things. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you could still find a way to for that facility to to have your presence available often and yeah. still find a way to come back to san jose or wherever wherever else you are in the states yeah no. is there a moment that you think about like either you're damn i'm so glad i i decided to do this mm -hmm. or is is there also some things where you're like not that you regret it mm -hmm. um but that you think maybe i wouldn't advise this to a soccer player a young soccer player maybe if they had the same exact um situation mm -hmm. i would advise them to do this instead of what i did yeah i know the path for the professional realm is direct and like you want to sign a homegrown when you're 16 15 17 years old 
the thing that I would never take back is going to college, even though I had that direct path before my injury, and then having this like left and right type of journey. I'd rather take the left and right journey up and down because when it's all said and done with my age and where I'm at right now, I don't need to stress about what am I going to do after and if this doesn't work out. I already know what I'm going to do. I have my college degree. You know what I mean? So that's a big, like, weight off my shoulder, being able to say, like, oh, I have, you know, my AA, my bachelor's, part of my master's already done and hopefully done soon uh, fully. Um, My advice would be go to, like, if you can, like, take the college route. Like, you know, you don't have to, like, your career doesn't, you don't have to sign when you're 16, 17, 18. You know what I mean? Like, the beautiful thing about the U.S. is like our the certificate of having a degree here weighs heavy around the world. So if you can get your degree while you play soccer, let your career and let your journey be a little bit slower than others. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. So next mm-hmm. game is this Sunday. LAFC. Yeah, really want to upload this before before the game. So mm-hmm. um, if I have any listeners back home where I'm from, back in Orange County, um, Earthquakes Two is playing at. The field that I played at for one season, mm-hmm. or I guess registered at, and then play a little bit in the spring. But the field of the team that I was a part of my freshman year, my retro freshman year, it's uh, you guys are playing at Kelsey Fullerton, but mm-hmm. it's Earthquakes 2 versus LAFC 2 mm-hmm. in the MLS Next Pro. You guys play on Sunday at 5, is it? Seven, somewhere in the evening. Around there. I'll, I'll put <laughs> the information, but um, yeah, how are you feeling going into the game on Sunday? Good. We've had two three solid weeks of training even though our games haven't reflected yet but again i think that once we hit you know we touch ground it's gonna be fun but yeah everyone's confident right now i'm feeling confident um what we can do this weekend it's a good opponent tough opponent that they're their first year in this league so you know it's difficult not really knowing how they play besides like actually watching film but you know being in the game is completely different but yeah, no. For the most part, we're confident and we're ready to. Yeah, I feel like especially this last week, last two weeks, training has been has been a lot better than maybe the week, two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. You agree? Yeah, I agree. For I sure. feel like the first game of the season was against Galaxy at uh-huh. home, right? Yeah. And then team went two and zero, and then now we're, or you guys are even at two and two. Two and two. Yeah. I feel like with training getting a lot better recently, I think it's uh, playing another LA team. This is kind of a good chance to get back onto mm-hmm. winning way. So I think it's uh yeah. If we started off the season beating a LA team, then with the way training is going, I think it uh yeah. I think it would be a good good way to look at it is uh the way to get back on the on the correct road is beating the other LA team. Yeah, for sure. And not to take any credit away from them. From LA teams or they're yeah, decent yeah, yeah. team yeah. or decent teams, but yeah, like I see what you're saying. Yeah. LA team. This week at training you've been these past two weeks you've been Everything you touch goes in almost, huh? Yeah, been. How was that goal on Matt Frank? Oh my gosh. So you stood like a statue, yeah, like man. Top of the box on the left side, right outside the 18, or kind of on the inside corner of the 18. Mm-hmm. You hit it, dips over Matt, goes in, but Matt still is just staring at you, thinking, all right, I'm going to go turn around, grab a ball, and take this goal kick. Yeah. No, no, no. You're going to go grab this ball, <laughs> throw it to half field because <laughs> you yeah. just got. And it was almost like he wanted to talk shit to me. But he heard something like, you know, the the when it hits the net, that beautiful sound of the ball hitting the net. He was about to say something and he goes, wait. And he turns around and he goes, did that go in? And everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, hurry up. Like, 
you know, toss it to the midfield. But even after practice, I was like, bro, I had no idea. That shit looked like it was going to go 30 yards over and just dipped nasty. I was like, yeah, bro, I have that that little dippy effect. Dippy like Rudy, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Right on, Rudy. Well, thanks a ton for a uh, little cambio de ritmo today, this morning before training and yes, uh, hopping on this podcast with me. Yes, sir. You, you enjoyed it? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, you know, taking the tam- time out of your morning, early morning to, you know, get some con azúcar. And, uh, con azúcar. Yeah. Well, this is... Our gift, or Con Azúcar's gift to you, this, uh, nice. this dark roast blend from Con Azúcar. Perfect. Oh, there you, you go. take that. Look at that. Thanks um, for that. Awesome. That's but yeah, thanks. I enjoyed it. And hopefully, you know, maybe next year or something when, you know, whether I'm here or not here, uh, we can definitely do yeah, a part we'll two or something we'll like that. We'll run it back. Definitely. All right, so, yeah, you're up to training in a bit. Yes, sir. I'll see you there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in 10 you minutes. Go.